0: Blessed be the God of the saints. Amen. Amen. So today we celebrate the Feast of All Saints, which uh, actually occurs on November 1st of every year and gets moved uh, to the first uh, Sunday after November 1st and is traditionally part of a three day. Uh, celebration, sometimes called hallow Mass. We all know Halloween, right? Also known as All Hallows Eve. The word hallow is uh, another word for saint. So it's the eve of all saints, All Hallows Eve. And then in some traditions of the church, All Saints Day, the first or today, is a day where we remember and give thanks to God for all those saints, especially those who the church has recognized, like St. John, other saints like that of note, people the church has held up as icons, as examples for people who show us how to live in relationship with God and to walk with Christ, And then on the second, a lot of places celebrate uh, All Souls Day, or All the Faithful Departed, or Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, which is commonly a day where we remember all those who will, uh, we love but see no longer. Those uh, loved ones, relatives uh, who have died and have gone on to a deeper life uh, with God. Because as Christians, we claim that nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God in Christ. So in death, relationships are changed, but they are not ended. And we honor that in our All Saints service today before the Eucharist, where we have what is called the necrology, where we read the names of those Uh, who have been on the departed portion of our prayer list over the last year. Here at St. John's, and in many places, the church is really combining all those celebrations of the saints that are formally recognized by the church, those loved ones, those souls who we hold dear and in memory, but also those saints who are living, and we combine all of that into one great celebration, which is in some ways embodied by the church. We gather here to celebrate baptism, and we are surrounded by windows featuring the saints and gathered together as one community. A saint is not just those who have died and that the church has held up or revered. The church is recovering, really, the, the early church, the New Testament scriptural understanding of what is a saint. Saint is the most common term used in the New Testament for a follower of Jesus. For Paul, the church was those who chose to have hope in Christ. And if you made that decision, then you were a saint. And in the Ephesians reading, we hear words about receiving the inheritance of God's grace and receiving that inheritance among the saints. So the saints are also all of us, all of us who proclaim Jesus Christ. And today, we welcome and celebrate and with God's help create two new saints through baptism. Now about a a week ago or so, there was a lot of uh, buzz in the international media about the christening or baptism of Prince George. Featured uh, prominently in the media, this uh, baptism of uh, the future king and uh, Prince George. And before the baptism was going to happen, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who was going to uh, preside at the baptism, released a wonderful video talking not just about uh, the baptism of Prince George and what it meant, but talking about baptism in general. And the Archbishop said that baptism is about the gift of God. It is about God's gift of physical life and recognizing that gift, but also about God's offering to us of a spiritual life. The archbishop said that in baptism you join the family of the church and that all Christians become related to each other through baptism. This past summer, during our uh, pilgrimage to our sister parish, St. John's, in Salima, Malawi, we uh, visited one of the mission station churches of St. John's called St. Anne's. In a very poor village, you go out on a dirt road uh, to get to it, and you come to this uh, church, and people are greeting you warmly, And uh, I had the great honor of presiding over about 14 baptisms of adults uh, and children in this village. And the church of St. Anne's is about the size of this space up here where the altar and the choir are. It's a cement floor with almost no seating, except for the honored guests who got chairs. But everyone else just sat on the floor. And um, m- kind of mud walls. The windows were just holes that had been made in the wall. And the, the, uh, the roof was, was a corrugated roof with a lot of holes in it. And uh, so uh, very different than the setting we're in right now. And the baptism was done at the threshold of the church And we have this beautiful baptismal font and a silver bowl. The baptismal font at St. Anne's was a green plastic washing tub that is used for washing hands, for washing dishes, for washing people in baptism. And it was simply placed on a chair at the entrance to the church. And that was there where I was able to, where I presided uh, over the baptisms, And I said in my homily at St. Anne's that although we all may come from uh, different tribes or different racial or ethnic backgrounds or speak uh, different languages, in baptism we all become members of one tribe, one shared joint tribe in Jesus Christ. And in the church you'll often hear us say things like brothers and sisters in Christ. And that is because in baptism and in the church we do become brothers and sisters in Christ. So whether you know it or not, you have a whole bunch of relatives in Malawi, Africa, who uh, love you and who are praying for us uh, every Sunday. And what I love about this image is Whether you are a a royal baby baptized in a royal family chapel, or you are baptized here at this font in this community at St. John's Ross, or you are baptized at St. Anne's, just outside of Salima, Malawi, you receive the same baptism. Baptism. And in baptism, we all become equal in God. That little child with the completely tattered clothes that I baptized is the same in the eyes of God as Prince George when Prince George was baptized, equal in the eyes of God. Now, there was some fuss around the uh, baptism christening. The The words are used interchangeably, for Prince George because it was done in a uh, sort of invite-only private royal chapel baptism. I was baptized at a private service with my siblings and a few other people and my godparents. Many of us were, but the church has done a great job of trying to get rid of celebrating private baptisms and instead making them a community event. We are baptized into the community of the church. Baptism is entering more deeply into that community. So there's actually nothing private at all about baptism. Baptism isn't just something that will happen to two people today. Baptism is something that happens to an entire community that the entire community engages in. It is not private, but a community event. There's a wonderful story from the Hasidic Jewish tradition that illustrates this. A disciple and a rabbi were sitting around a fire, and the disciple asked the rabbi about the meaning of what is community about? What does community mean? And the rabbi sat there looking at the fire in silence until the fire died down to just coals, glowing coals and embers. And then the rabbi got up and took one coal out of all that collection of burning coals and set it aside on a stone by itself. And while all the other coals continued to glow, that one coal quickly went dark and black and cold and turned to ash. Community is that collection, that gathering of coals. We need community. We need the church, to live into our baptismal covenant. I know we live in the homeland of I'm spiritual but not religious, and there are a lot of good reasons why people may no longer want to be religious in some ways now. But what I find is it's really hard to be spiritual by yourself. I need community to truly grow spiritually. This is the time of the year in the church when we invite all those who are members of St. John's or who wish to be members of St. John's to participate in our annual fund to fund the mission and ministry of the church for the coming year, for 2014. And in Scripture, we are told to provide for the needs of the saints, the saints being the church. Provide for the needs of of the saints, because all of us are inheritors of the grace of God, and here at St. John's in particular, we are inheritors of an over-hundred-year tradition of ministry and service, and we are only able to gather in this building today because of the generosity of others, of those saints who have gone before us, and those saints who live among us now. We are called to keep the fire burning, to preserve the coals. Your financial support of St. John's and your giving of your time and your giving of your energy to the church is the oxygen that keeps those coals glowing. Your support of the church is what allows the fire to be preserved. At the end of his video about baptism, the Archbishop of Canterbury said he always says a prayer to those who are newly baptized uh, that comes from the tradition of the Scottish church. For you, Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered the darkness of Calvary and cried out at the last, It is accomplished. For you, he triumphed over death and rose to new life. All this he did for you.